So fun facts about me. There's two things I really do love in this world and that's studying God's word and real cute jewelry. Okay. So one of our podcast sponsors, Dear Mushka, combines both of the things that I love. They combine God's word and really beautiful jewelry. And I actually got the opportunity to head to Tennessee and spend a few days with Dear Mushka's founder, Katie Lewis, my girl Katie. And she is just amazing, y'all. And I got some cutie jewelry that I've actually been wearing ever since I left her. Okay. We're just going to be real about that. Here's what's amazing about the company. Each Dear Mushka piece is designed with meaning and purpose, and there's reflective scripture that's attached to each one, and they help equip you to teach other people about what the jewelry means. There's a corresponding verse card that you can carry around, like in your purse or your bathroom mirror or in your refrigerator. It's just beautiful also here's the really cool thing they put together these like care packages these gift boxes that you can design and specify to a mother's day holiday or a wedding baby shower teacher appreciation i mean all the things even specific things like adoptive and birth moms and encouraging women through infertility loss i mean they're just incredible so here's what i want you to do today head to dearmushka.com to see all the latest cutie designs and even some of the jewelry that i got so we can be twinsies and still coloring podcast listeners get a real special discount that's right use my discount code just tony my name t-o-n-i at the checkout to get 20 percent off your purchase let me know if you get some cute pieces i want to see all your pictures Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on. Hey, you guys, it's Tony, and welcome to episode three of the Still Coloring Podcast. I really hope that you are enjoying season three. It is a good one. Episode three features my good friend, Rebecca Lyons. Gosh, she is so absolutely incredible, and she has written a brand new book called Building a Resilient Life. And this book is not an easy one. It's not an easy read. It talks about the five ways to build resiliency in your life. And here's the truth. If you are going to become more whole, if you are going to be more healed, if you're going to go after your relationship with God and be a more holy person, baby, you are going to need resilience. Okay. And so listen in real, real, real close because Rebecca is getting ready to blaze us all with five ways to build a resilient life. Make sure you tell someone about it. Don't keep these five things to yourself. Write them down, share the episode, reshare the little clips that we're going to post, all the things so that maybe your friends and family can build a resilient life. And then I don't know, maybe you'll have a resilient community that loves well, leads well, and that is all striving to become more whole. Check it out. Hey, good people. We are back with another episode of the Still Coloring Podcast, and this is episode three. And y'all know we've been talking about this whole theme of becoming more whole, this idea that, no, we're not going to be whole until we meet our maker. But while we're here on earth, we can be a little bit more whole mind, body and spirit for ourselves, for our families, for the people that we get to lead and do work with and all the things. And I'm excited, as I'm always excited about having friends on the podcast because the conversation goes real deep, real fast. There's no fluff. We just get to go dive right on in and so I've got my friend Rebecca Lyons Rebecca how you doing 
so good, friend. Oh my goodness. What a joy to be with you. I know. I'm so excited. It's my favorite. Um, you've got a new book out. I'm excited, but I'm just going to dive right in. You've got a new book out. I'm going to put it up because we've got our YouTubers. Okay. Building a Resilient Life. When I say the book title, I get the chills because mm. I know that a resilient life has to be built, that it's not something that we can just drift into, but something that we have to really work at. And so I'm excited because I've read some of your other books and I know that you're just a phenomenal leader. I've gotten to hear you do things from huge, big speeches to down to like a little devotional where you have just radically changed lives and helped people develop rhythms for their lives to just be healthy and whole. And so I'm excited about this conversation in this season because People want to become more whole. Like we surveyed our listeners. They are eager. They want to become more whole. They want to be resilient. They want to have grit. And so I think the best thing that we can do for them is start by defining what a resilient life is. How would you refine resiliency, Rebecca? Well, you know, there's a lot of opinions out there on what resilience really is. And yeah. I, I researched this for about a year and a half and I was kind of mesmerized because even psychologists are the ones that really had to tackle this, especially in the last three years since 2020. And everyone's trying yeah. to put a pin on it. And so I went back to the original root word, resilé. <laughs> I had to say it for my audiobook, and it I sounded so funny coming out like resilé. Um, but it started in the 1600s, actually, long oh. before COVID, long before mental health breakdowns, long before <laughs> collective panic attacks, society-wise. Yeah. And um, the root word of it was to recoil or rebound, right? So that's where this popular culture has developed this idea of bouncing back. Um, but what the only problem with that is there was a second, uh, the Oxford English Dictionary, I'm going to totally nerd out with you for I a second. I love this. I want it. We want actually, it. yes, 200 years later, added to this definition. Oh, and I was so thankful because it actually really shaped, I write a chapter early on called what is resilience really? Because mm -hmm. we all think it sounds cool and it sounds kind of fun. And I want to be an overcomer. I yep. want to actually be one who can overcome hard things yeah. and adversity, but I still not sure I'm made of that, you know, because, mm -hmm. and so the second definition is really kind of the framework for this book. And it's very much a broader version of bouncing back. Okay. And it basically says that we can resume the original position after a season of compression, yes. bending, yes. lowering. Okay. All of a sudden we're getting into a holy resilience. Mm. We're getting into a biblical God fearing version of resilience. Yeah. And so I take on the idea of the Aesop's fable of the reed and the oak yep. and the oak tree says, Hey, windstorm comes, look at how strong I am. Look at how yeah. brave I am. You're nothing. You're just this little wavering reed. And, um, so then I, I write that little like story, that fable in the book. And of course the storm does come mm. and the oak is upturned and the root, like that root ball, ball, like ball is like way high <laughs> in the ground. Yeah. And the reed though, it's, is bent low and mm. the storm ravages and takes out the strong, like, um, one that can't be shaken. Mm. And it actually is the one that stands back up and, and thrives. And so I did this like scripture dive on like, what is the, who is the broken reed in scripture and it's Christ and this craziness, right? Oh, like this on. craziness that he's called, he was a bruised reed. Um, and there's scriptures throughout like prophesying about him. Oh. And then all of a sudden I, 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 the whole book is really themed around second Corinthians four, right? Mm. We're pressed and we're crushed, but we're not destroyed. 
We're perplexed, but we're not given to despair. Why? And the whole theme of that chapter is we are these fragile clay jars. We are Mm. cracked. We are cracked, but then we carry a light shining in us. So basically what that means is that it's not just bouncing back because that would indicate that transformation is simple and quick. Like you experience the death of someone, you, you walk through the darkest depression, you, 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 you survived an addiction, right? Like you don't just bounce back, but we're not people who bounce back. Mm. That's just, it's, I'm not trying to slam it. I love the idealism of it, but it's not real. Um, (laughs) that's not real. (laughs) Jesus is like, Hey, in this world, you will have trouble. Okay. And you ain't about to bounce back. Yeah. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm. The bruised reed has overcome the world. And so we actually get to bend low in the storm. I think of how many times I have travailed on my knees before oh. God when I, and so I begin with the story of the hardest year of my life mm. as a mother, 21 years into being a mom with my mm. oldest son, Kate with Down syndrome. And he had the most extreme, mm. um, volatile year, year and a half, two years, really. like we're still living it, but it's yeah. so much better. But, but God allowed that to happen yeah. in line and alignment with 2020. Mm. And it was not just a message for what he was needing. It was a message for what I was needing, mm. for what his siblings were needing, what our whole family was needing. And man, I just remember asking God, like, are you going to lift this? And instead he said, not yet, but I'll be here for as many wailing walks as you need. Oh, and that makes me <laughs> I sad. know, right? I'm like, that's not really... I'm dramatic, Rebecca, you know this, but I just, I love it. I love it. And you know, okay, I'm going to nerd out with you for a second. I was just, um, I saw this painting. It's like of these Buffalo that are like running into the storm. You probably know this, but like, it talks about the idea of willing, like little cows, you know, like when a storm comes in, they start to run away from it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've got to get out of the storm. But the storm hits them the hardest. It's like they get all the mud, they get all the water, and they're just like in it. They're running with it. It's right behind them. But Buffalo turn towards the storm and run through it. They my God, I know, I know. I said, Lord, is this a God <laughs> wink? And they hunker down and they bear the storm for a little while. And they're building this strength going through it because they get to the other side of it more than we do running away from it. And I'm like, oh, oh girl. this is resilience. Yeah. Oh my it goodness. Is. And here, so there is a whole chapter in the book called Treat Anxiety as a Friend. Oh, yes. Because anxiety is the friend that taught me resilience. I actually couldn't have walked through this storm with Cade had I not had to overcome panic disorder a decade prior. Like the thing is, is we always want the quick fix, the silver bullet, the magic pill, but that doesn't grow anything in us. And so adversity awakens, it awakens longing, it awakens what you're made of, what you're capable of, and it awakens what's worth fighting for. And so that's why the subtitle was all about adversity awakens. It'll either, it'll either awaken the human heart to going like, oh, we were actually made for this. Like Mm. we can bend because Christ bent. We can, we can get low. We can surrender our will. Mm. Um, Because why? Because God has already overcome yeah. the world. And while the story of Cade's fully redemption story, it's not, we're walking it out, but yeah. I can, I can walk it now with mo- so much more peace and confidence and hope and strength. I can advocate for other friends yeah. who walk through 
disorders yeah. like disordered eating or gender dysphoria or addiction yeah. to porn, whatever. Like I almost feel like there's not anything beyond the power of the yep. cross and the resurrection that we can actually walk with them in because we've had maybe not the exact same story, but we've known the exact same pain. Yep. And there's a, there's a section in, um, there's five rules of resilience. We'll get to that really quick on yeah. um, building a resilient life. Yeah. But the middle one is embrace adversity. Like just head oh on. My gosh. Just take it. my notes. This is in my notes. I'm ready. Just hop right yeah. in into it. It's right there. I'm <laughs> like, because my book says embrace pain. Yours says embrace adversity. I'm like, oh, we are talking about the same thing. Just yeah. go straight into it. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. And and there's a section in there that says turn toward the pain, yep. not from the pain. Yep. Because fear is a bully. And the more you avoid it, it grows. Yeah. And it's just going to get like this loud backyard bully. And I even see, honestly, I'm not trying to under, under talk about the enemy who yeah. still kills and destroys. Yeah. But let's be honest. Jesus only tells us that because he finishes that word, that phrase saying, but I've come that you would have life, life. to the full. Like the he full, wasn't yeah. telling us like, be careful all the time. You're going to always be stolen from. He's like, but I have come, yeah. I have come mm -hmm. so that you would have life to the full. So yeah. if you can't get past the stealing, killing, destroy, you're never going to actually see life to you the won't full. See it. Oh. And so turning towards it with the power and authority that the, that the cross and the spirit of the living God in us gives us, yeah. we could go, no, no, not on my watch. I don't have to have the solution. I don't have to have mm. it buttoned up. But I know that when I walk through that valley Come of on. the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Woo. I will fear no evil because you are with me on those wailing walks. Yeah. And you are with me and you're not going to leave me or forsake Come me. On, and Rebecca. honestly, Tony, I know you, your story's the same. Like, yeah. look at what God has done in your life. Oh, yeah. I just could cry about it. I, I could cry about it because the know. redemption song doesn't end. It no. just keeps going. There's more There's so verses more. and choruses. And, and I think the older I get, the more I'm tender to like, mm. come what may, God oh. is on the throne and he redeems all things. Yeah. Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my people over at Pine Cove Summer Camps. They have been supporting the Still Coloring Podcast. And I mean, these guys have been in business, y'all, for over 50 years. They have so much experience when it comes to camp ministry. And let me tell you this, I got super excited, like super excited, because they finally brought their overnight youth camp to Georgia, the Springs. Pine Cove Springs is for kids, um, I think like third through the ninth grade. And what's exciting about that for our family is that our daughter Dylan is officially in the third grade. She's eight years old. She's a spunky little strong-willed girl and she is officially going to summer camp this summer at Pine Cove Springs. We are beyond excited. We are such big fans of the camp. The truth is the reason why we're big fans is because I've got an extroverted daughter who loves Jesus and she needs more environments, more people around her that love Jesus too, that are fun and engaging and safe because y'all know we are all about safe places and Pine Cove Camps offers really, really safe places. And then they have incredible counselors that aren't just like sitting on the sidelines being all weird, but they're engaging with the, the campers. And I, I can't wait for Dylan to get back and be like, I have a new best friend. I have a new mentor. I have someone else in my life outside of you, mom, who's telling me that Christ is amazing and that I'm amazing and that he loves me very, very much. And I want to invite you to start a brand new tradition for your own children or your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer. So all you got to do is just go to pinecove.com. You can use my special code. It's Tony250, T-O-N-I 250 for two 
$150 off for first time overnight youth camp registration for any of Pine Cove camp locations. I hope maybe, I don't know, that we'll see each other there and we'll get excited about our kids going to camp. Yeah. Hey, I want you to lean into this. Have you ever asked questions like, why am I going through this? What if this never gets better? Does God really care about me? Well, listen, when life falls apart, it's real easy to feel alone and slip into despair, disillusioned with God, hopeless about the future and doubting your faith. Listen, I want to tell you about a resource because y'all know how I am. I believe that God is our ultimate source, but we got to tap into resources to help us get through this crazy, broken, imperfect world and life that we live. I want to encourage you to check out this new seven-session study called Desperate for Hope, Questions We Ask God in Suffering, Loss, and Longing. It's written by my girl, Vanitha Reisner. Vanitha tackles the hard questions and offers a scriptural framework to help you find hope in your pain. And y'all know, I feel like there's hope in pain. Trust me when I say she will be a gracious guide through this difficult topic, walking with you as you meet women in the Bible who suffered loss and sharing her own experience of longing and grief. In the end, after you finish all of the sessions, you'll find that the answers to your deepest questions can be found in the character, the goodness, and the sovereignty of God. To learn more about this seven-session Bible study, visit lifeway.com slash desperate for hope. It's interesting because I love that you said like this resilient life and the redemption stories, it really doesn't end. And what's cool about pressing into adversity, pressing and embracing into pain is that, yes, you do get to see redemption from that. God is doing his best work in the redemptive places, but you never forget like there. I mean, I know you know this and there are people listening that probably know this, too. When you start to process through and walk through your pain, you come out on the other side, you get exposed, you get a taste of the Kool-Aid of redemption. And then when someone else flops around with their story, you're like, wait, 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 I've got some truth for you. Like not some truth that I read, but some truth that I lived. I know that this will get better for you. It makes you more powerful in the hope of someone else's story. And it just keeps on going and going. And then your story feels like more redemptive than ever. Like I- I'm walking with women that have gone through divorce and all the different things and I'm like oh god you didn't waste that you didn't waste that it's still working oh yeah girl. And, oh, it's come on so one of the key phrases in the book is yeah. pain will become purpose if you let it if, if you let you it the let Lord it. always is going to redeem and what the enemy intends for harm God always will use for good for, good. for, yeah. for your good and his glory and yeah. that's just never going to stop and the beauty of experiencing that. the rescue of God like mm-hmm. what we're talking about this yeah. isn't just like I prayed at sinner's prayer because I didn't want to burn when I was little and I wanted to just like, do all the right things uh-huh. you know this is no. no I've actually experienced the rescue of God in a way that I can't shut up about and yeah. that becomes an authority there's an authority oh, yeah. that attaches to that right yeah. Because you're just not intimidated, not not that you're cavalier, yeah. not that you're boastful, sure. you're still boastful and not might, not power, but by his spirit, yes. you walk forward with the confidence of going like, we're going to, we're just yeah. going to embrace this head on. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was at this um teen conference a couple of weeks ago and this girl comes up to me and she's like, I don't understand how you're so confident. Cause I mean, you've seen me, Rebecca, I am just bopping around, hollering, laughing all loud and play. people are like, well, this girl is crazy. And, and I'm just like. I don't even know if there's an antidote. I just, I know that I care about what God thinks only and I've seen him work. 
Like I am yeah. walking in this confidence, not in of, of myself, because I know I'm crazy, but I just, it's because I know that I know that I know. I know that my father's protected me. I know that he's with me. I am honestly like a three-year-old at this point, be, like just flailing around. You're like, I'm looking at my nine-month-old son and I'm like, you have no care in the world. You're like, let me just flip off this couch. My mom's going to catch me. It's because he knows I am going to catch him. I am going to make sure he doesn't go like bust his little head on the ground. And that's how I honestly feel now in the season with God. I'm like, it's going to work out. Like I actually, I don't only believe it. I know it with every fiber of my being because I've lived it. Woo, exactly. Okay, I can go all day. That's what I was just going to say. Yep. I was just going to say, cause you've lived it and lived you're it. still living it. Yeah. And that's the beauty when we start to just, that's why Revelation 12, 11 is so powerful. Mm, the enemy yep. is bound by two things, Christ's blood and our testimony. Come on. Our testimony isn't like, oh, I studied and researched this. So no. now I have a case about no. Christ. No, I actually experienced. This so much that there's an ownership of it That's and I just good. can't unexperience it. Like it was like the blind man. Like, I don't know guys. Um, I once was blind. I once was blind. I can see I your faces. See. I can see your faces and to tell you the story. Maybe, maybe he's the son of God. Like he didn't need an apologetics course to say oh, I once good. was blind and now I see that's, mm. that's all I got. That's what I got. I'd love to share the five rules um, okay, tell because me, tell I me. really do think it kind of helps the reader walk through this. So this oh, isn't I just, I mean, it's definitely research based with yep. psychologists, leading psychologists. And, um, a lot of, uh, I do a lot of brain stuff. Like there's one on retraining the brain. There's oh, one on, gosh. um, um, just how to handle anxiety when it comes, like yeah. when it comes, I know what to do now. Um, but there is five rules and oh. I, I always like to create a framework for the audience, whether it's the four rhythms of the last book or the five rules of this book so that it feels approachable and yeah. practical. That's not like, Oh, this is a great Bible study, but still like, what do I do exactly? Oh, like, I know. Give me, give me some ground. Gone are the right days, now. Rebecca, gone are the days where we're just going to sit up and get filled up on the word and not have some tools to be equipped for the world. Right. Like gone are the yes. days. So give them to us. We're ready. Yes. So science and faith must always collide because God is the master scientist. So this is kind of how I see about our brain, how our bodies work, what That's we good. need. So the first rule is name the pain. We've talked about that. Obviously, like if you can't guys. actually experience a rhythm of confession in your life with God first and then your people, mm. like you've got to have a rhythm of confession that's and that's just naming the pain. It could just be like, I broke my toe. That's real pain. Yeah. Or like, actually I'm, I'm now feeling um, like a broken human and I'm mm. afraid I will never change. Like mm. get that gut yep. level honest with that's naming good. the pain. And, and the second rule would be, um, Hello. <laughs> got so excited. We got about it. We're uh, we're doing the best of we can. Don't you hold on now. Hold on. No, now. it's in there. But name the pain, shift, shift the, narrative the narrative is the second rule. Ready? Because when you name the pain, right? Yep. The pain sometimes will bury us mm. because we're internalizing the pain. And then yep. that's why our body does keep the score. That's why we act out with anxiety, yep. depression shallow breathing, um, uh, mm. sleepless nights, intrusive thoughts, a mind that won't quit because our body's going like, there's a lot of pain here yeah. and you are not getting it out. Mm. So it's your body is literally suffering, suffering and shutting down your mind, your organs. You're like in that lower part of your brain, which is mm -hmm. quite frankly, that it cannot tell time. So anything you experience, Yep. You think it's happening right all over again in real time, but it's actually something from 20 years ago that you were never able to go and revisit with a, a God-fearing therapist. Yeah. Um, you know, so I do think those things are so integral to getting honest yeah. about whatever is currently really hard is very much connected to something a decade or two or three decades prior. That's good. But we got to start with what's acute right now. Like yep. you're having a panic attack. We do need to address that. 
but there is a root cause. Mm. And so I unpack that in, um, um, the third rule, which is embrace adversity. Like what were the triggers for me? Why did I have panic disorder? Um, how did I respond to that? How did God's peace, Jesus peace, promise of peace that the world cannot give. How did that Mm. even intersect with what neuroscience is telling me that's happening in my brain? So it's name the pain, shift the narrative, embrace adversity. adversity. You basically get to start over because you now have been equipped to name the pain and see it differently. So shift the narrative is about the truth that sets free, about um, retraining your brain, about like when those toxic thoughts come or the intrusive thoughts, like what does God actually say about Mm, that? Um, And then having your people with you, having your people to remind you. I know, Tony, you've talked about our our mutual friends that are part of this community. having people that go, no, 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 no. Like as I'm saying it out loud, I know how insane that sounds, uh-huh. but meanwhile, You're my like, brain has that. been having a heyday with this <laughs> for yep. a couple months. Yeah. Um, so doing that quicker, getting in a rhythm of confession. That's so I good. think part of these, you know how much I'm about rhythms because yep. rhythms are actually what heal injured neurons in your brain, Come repetitive on. ways of repeating what is good to actually create a new neural pathway. Neurons so that, you don't that all, wire together, fire together. Yeah, you don't automatically default to the same triggers that yeah. you were doing for the last five years. That's good. So name the pain, shift the narrative, embrace adversity. And the last two are really fun. Like we need some positive because yeah. the, the goal of resilience is that yes, we bend low. Yes, we weather the storm. Yes, we turn toward it instead of run from mm. it. Um, but why? Because we can actually stand up again. We mm. can find our legs. We can find our legs powered yes, by a can. love that never fails. This is not in our strength. It is in Christ's strength that gives yeah. us this love that will never fail. And that Come is on. why it says in 2 Corinthians 4 and why the whole book is based on this. That is why we never give up. Mm. It's not because we just decided to like will our ways and yeah. have this cognitive behavioral Gosh, therapy that, that gives good. us these outward actions. It's like, no, this is a holy resilience that mm. is from the inside out. Yeah, that's And good. so this last two rules are make meaning uh-huh. and endure, to- endure, and endure together. together. Yes. Because the meaning, the fourth rule is yep. very much what we were talking about a minute ago of yep. like that pain becomes purpose if you let it. The yep. meaning really comes that you get to actually walk with people who've walked through the same thing. Come on. This is no longer about you. Yep. You just become an ambassador and an agent for healing yep. everywhere you go. You carry the the fruit of the spirit with you, love and joy and peace and patience yeah. everywhere you go. Come on. And it's not powered by you. It's just like you get in the flow. And like you said, that girl was asking you, you just get in the flow. And yeah. then that finally one, um, endure together. It's yeah. just like, we cannot build resilient lives in mm. isolation. Like mm. we're a communal people made by a communal God. Yeah. So the joy of this is I tell a lot of stories about these last three years being home more and mm. how God really cultivated resilient communities right in front of me with a Tuesday morning group with my favorite human, like females that we just like, did we got just put us in each other's paths and Come it on. became a local version of kind of what you are yep. experiencing. That's beautiful. Um, but then also in my marriage and in families and like sustainable um, things that we're putting in practice, whether it's farming or um, making bread, like food, I'll be seeing you making bread, I'll be gardening, you. you know, like just getting creative again, yeah. working with our hands and making good things. Yeah. And honestly, there's a fullness. I feel like it's Isaiah 58, you know, when he mm-hmm. says for these lives, we'll rebuild these lives where you have yeah. firm muscles, strong bo- bones, and you'll build these communities and make them livable again. Yeah. And there's just like peace in the land. There's like a joy in the land. There's yep. a settledness, not because everything is buttoned up and perfect, yeah. but because you just 
you've weathered things and yeah. you're just not shaken you're as not easily. easily shaken anymore that's so good okay when I read the um number four the make meaning I thought about the grief cycle and how once upon a time the grief cycle only had those five points of you know anger and denial and all the things and bargaining and things and then you know some years ago they kind of created this like sixth step of the grief cycle like it's this clef out of the cycle of grief and it's living a life of meaning, right? Like it's this way of saying, okay, we have grieved a thing. We have gone through some things. We have done our best to rebuild in those areas. And now we get to kind of get out of the grief cycle. Not to say that grief won't come up ever again, but we get to get out of it and at least look at it from like a 30,000 foot view and say, okay, what's God gonna do with that? What's God gonna do with what I've lost, what I've grieved, what I felt? And when I read that part of your book, I was like, oh, that's good. People need to know that. People need to look forward to that, to like, what's God gonna do with this? Because he's gonna use it. He's gonna use even the scraps. And so I love that. Yeah. Um, Enduring yeah. Together got me too, because I, I was gonna ask you a question earlier on like, what are some of the enemies to resilience? And I think you would probably say like isolation, right? Like uh, not 100%. being able to, what do you think about that? Is that like a real enemy yeah. to resilience? Yeah, because, well, because if, you know, when storms come, like we, we actually can't fight them alone. Like that one yeah. little baby Reed might not have made it, but there's probably like a bunch of them hanging out. Right. <laughs> I'm um, like a <laughs> little baby Reed. Um, it, it's true that, um, when I have walked through things and I have not invited other people in back to the first one, naming the pain of by others in is yeah. one of that section. Um, then I just get to create a narrative yeah. um, that's informed by the enemy yeah. because I actually haven't sought the counsel of mm. other image bearers yeah. to invite them in and go well, like, what are you sensing? Because the enemy yeah. gets real loud when mm. we're alone. And yes, that's why does. I think COVID was so hard. We were all sent home to our room. Yeah. And then we also had to wrestle some demons that came up because Ooh, we child. had been so busy. We were, we were we running. Look at them. ourselves. <laughs> so we, we were just, un we were untethered yeah. and, and you know, this, even like in your relationship with Sam, what you do is yeah. like a certain percentage and what he does is a certain percentage. But yeah. when you guys do something together, it's 10 X. Yeah. It's 10 X. What either of you fire. do People alone. are like, get these two out right. of the room, get yeah. them out of the room. They're like, crazy. Fireworks it's are going firework. off and yeah. it's not because you're not dynamic. Yeah. Like, but it's, it takes two dynamic things, put them yeah. together and it's combustible. Right. Ooh, and that's on. what enduring together does. It's yeah. like, Oh, my confidence grows yours. Your confidence yeah. grows mine. My faith grows yours. Your faith grows mine. Mm. That's why every time in scripture, Jesus would have people around in groups yep. and they would wrestle things out. The disciples, it wasn't like he didn't just consult with each of them one-on-one yeah. -on -one an hour a week. No, right. they had to actually kind of get in the mess of it all mm. and learn and be quickened and spur one another on yep. with the sharpening. And remind each other, that, no, that, this is what he said. Remember when he said yeah. this? Yep. Oh, snap, y'all. I have such an exciting company to tell y'all about. It's called Go Rings and they do permanent jewelry, y'all. And I've even got like two permanent bracelets that I got from them already. Like I'm obsessed, okay? It's an everyday jewelry brand that gives forward to support missions and ministries. Their jewelry is long lasting. It's waterproof. It's tarnish free, hyperallergenic. It won't be turning your wrist green out here. Plus it's ethically made and real affordable too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to gorings.com and use my code Tony, T-O-N-I, to buy two items. And guess what? 
Oh, this is going to get real good. You get one free. That's right. Buy two items, get one free. On the website, you can also learn more about Go Rings's partnership program. If you've got a mission or a cause that you're really passionate about, Go Rings would love to partner with you. And they even offer one month partnerships for people fundraising to go and do what God has called them to do. That could be a mission trip or an adoption, an unpaid internship. Or just to support like your favorite ministry, Go Rings partners drive sales for that one month and earn 30% of everything sold with their code. So grab yourself some jewelry. You'll never want to take off. I promise you go to GoRings.com. I know you'll love it. Hey fam, here's a really cool thing that maybe many of you don't know about me. I got my master's degree in biblical and theological studies from Denver Seminary. I, for real y'all, waddled myself across the stage at eight months pregnant with my son Sammy after three years of going deep into the scripture and understanding God's word even more. I remember when I decided to go to seminary and I had been in years and years of ministry and being a mom and all the other things and I just felt the Lord say, hey, It's time to go deep, not wide with my word and with understanding who I am through my word. I love Denver Seminary, y'all. I mean, I'm like its biggest fan for real, because for more than 70 years, Denver has prepared and sent thousands of graduates into the world. They've equipped people. They've challenged people both personally and educationally. They have a heart for the gospel and devotion to scholarly excellence. Like I can personally say this is all so true. Denver Seminary's community is represented by more than 50 denominations, y'all. And it's uniquely known for demonstrating steadfast dedication to the unchanging foundation foundations of biblical faith. They offer several fully accredited degree options to students who are fully online, or you can do some on-campus stuff or a blended delivery model. I mean, it's just really, really cool. And it's honestly only a snapshot of why so many people attend Denver Seminary. So here's what I want you to do. If you've ever thought about studying God's word more intently about going to seminary, I want you to head on over to denverseminary.edu slash coloring. All right, I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. denverseminary.edu slash coloring. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And of course, like DM me, send me an email, ask me any questions about seminary. I got you. Okay, I have two more things for you. The The one is I just wonder and think about the person that's listening who's like, man, like I'm in for resiliency. I, I want to get stronger in some ways and I want to give some things over to God. But I just truly feel drowned right now. Like I just I don't know if I can handle another storm. What would you say to the person who's committed to the resilience journey, but they are just tired right now? What would you say to them? Yeah. Well, my very first uh, chapter is called an era of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly where I was. Honestly, like I get very gut level. I'm more raw in this book than I've been since my oh, very first come book. On. And I talk about how like I, I didn't have the courage mm-hmm. to even keep going with writing to, yeah. um, mm-hmm. like, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the confidence. Yep. I felt, um, so buried. And I think yep. I was carrying a lot alone. I was yeah. carrying a lot alone, but like, the beauty of mm-hmm. um, naming that and getting really gut level honest with the Lord. Like, what do you, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want this to be? Yeah. What is obedience? Do you even look like, what is faithfulness? Yeah. I don't, I don't have two legs right now. I was yeah. in the middle of the storm and I think you're talking about that person. It's mm-hmm. like the storm just won't stop. I'm, mm. I'm buried. I'm, 
I don't have what it takes. And yeah. I would just encourage you, like you were not alone in that. I mean, mm. I feel that so viscerally. <laughs> I feel it so personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have so much empathy for that person because yeah. it does feel like sometimes those things just keep hitting. Yeah. And I guess my encouragement would be, would be that if you could just find one person mm -hmm. that you withhold nothing from. That's good. Like if there's just one safe, and I'm talking about with skin and bones, like, yeah. yes, we know that you withhold nothing. We trust, maybe start with God. Like if you can't with start try, trying to just be gut level honest, honest with God, that's good. like even if it means that you're, you just have a grief and mm -hmm. there's a book, there's a excerpt in the very first chapter called, yeah that I quote in the book called The Death of a Dream. Mm -hmm. And basically, uh, Douglas McKelvey in Every Moment Holy is saying, I feel oh, as if yes. I've been abandoned by you, God. Yeah. I feel as if all my dreams have been collapsed to rubble mm -hmm. and that you just don't really care. Yep. And honestly, that's what lament in Psalms looks like. Yeah. David, David so often would be like, um, a man after God's own heart, but he also, he also withheld nothing from God. He, yeah. ha God had his whole heart. Mm -hmm. And, and so as a result, David was able to then be um, encouraged and strengthened in his spirit because yeah. he would, he would actually really own the grief That's and lament. So, so whatever it is that has buried you yeah. where you're just like, I don't even have the strength to stand up, mm. get real honest with the Lord and go, That's God, good. I'm sad. I, I feel like things that I thought were going to, this wasn't even the life that I even imagine and, and maybe I'm resentful. Mm. Maybe I'm angry about this. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't even have permission to despair because yeah. then that makes me look bad in faith. Well, Jesus even said like, why have you forsaken me? Mm. Right? Like this, this, yeah. like this idea of Sabbath like us trying to like mm -hmm. protect God from yeah. like the deepest places of pain only prohibits his an, an ability to heal. Yep. And so you cannot, if you cannot grieve, you cannot be comforted. Yeah. And so I would just say, oh. get real honest with the Lord because um, Jesus came to reconcile us to the father first. Mm. And then he then came to reconcile us to one another. So once oh, you can get real gut level with God, honest, yep. then you will feel more freedom to do that with one yeah. another. And that's what I do. I start with God. Then I go to Gabe. I tell Gabe something very yeah. like guttural like deep in my guts that Ooh, I've never said out loud. That makes my And then I'm able bit. to start going to friends. Yeah. And it cool. has less power over me. Amen. And then all of a sudden the shame slowly fades mm. and then the equipping slowly begins Come on. and then the joy slowly returns. Ugh. It is not a fast thing, nope. but it does begin with getting really honest yeah. with where you're at. That's good. Okay, Rebecca. I My second thing is that I wanted to ask you to just pray for us to pray over God's people who's just fighting to live more whole lives and to be more resilient in it. Can you do that for us? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Father God, Son and Spirit, mm -hmm. Triune God, I just love you so much and I praise you that we're here together, that you, you've given us mm -hmm. the sacred space, this moment in time to just come as, as your people, yeah, your sons Jesus. and daughters who are so loved by you, but yeah. sometimes don't feel that nearness or that presence or that yeah. voice or that whisper. And so, Jesus, I just pray right now that you would be our peace. Thank you. Father. That you, the Prince of Peace, would mm -hmm. be our peace. That right now, anyone listening, God, would feel that peace that you give that the world cannot give. Mm -hmm. And then you tell us, so don't be troubled or afraid. So I just pray right now that anyone just that feels covered or buried by fear, intimidation, mm -hmm. uh, shame, whatever it is that has kind of been the narrative of attack that the enemy has used. God, I just pray right now 
that they would come under your covering of peace, that you would shield and um, protect and defend them, Holy Spirit, as their comforter, their comforter and their advocate. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, we know that you actually want to guide them. You want to remind them in John 14 of everything Jesus has ever said in any moment where threat comes. Mm -hmm. God, so right now, I just pray that they would just feel a sense of your nearness. Yes, Jesus your presence, Lord, your power. God, I pray that they would feel an equipping, a new mercy, God, just an encouraging lift in their spirit, just an encouragement from this conversation. It doesn't have to be like the end game. It's just right now, Lord, just this daily bread, this this manna from heaven, God, would just fill their bones and give a little bit of fire in their bones and go, God, I want more of that. I want I want to feel strengthened. I want to find my legs to yes, stand Jesus. up again, God. Would you just do that for them in a way that is gentle and kind and merciful, God? Yes. And Lord, may they just cast all those burdens on you mm-hmm. because you care for them. Yeah. And that they would just know deep, deep down, Lord, that they don't have to bear this alone. They don't have to walk through the valley alone. They don't have to bear the storm alone. That you have gone before them and you're doing this on their behalf. And that you see something on the other side of this that you're inviting them into, Lord. And I pray that they would respond to that and they would walk toward that just with a fortified faith. And even if it's just coming first from you and it's just these daily little doses that they're getting from one another, Lord, Mm. just strengthen their spirit. And we give you glory and honor for Mm. this. And we ask all this in your name, Jesus. For when we do, we believe it is being done. Yeah. Amen. 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 Building a resilient life, folks. You heard it here. Rebecca, thank you so much for being with us. I'm really good. Thank you. Love you so much. I love you too. Bye, Rebecca. Bye. Bye, honey. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there, at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced by me, Tony Collier, and edited by Lindsay Barnett. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, of A Greater Story Ministries and Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics, and the beautiful things that you see marketing the podcast is by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And I'm your host, Tony. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.